Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, this is Matt Woodrum with the Wrestling with Fatherhood podcast. I'm your host, Matt Woodrum, and I want to thank you for joining us today. This is a podcast for men, about men, to help men, to help them support and encourage men to be the best dad that they can possibly be. Uh, feel free to come over to our Facebook group and join. If you click Wrestling with Fatherhood, uh, it should take you right to it. Go up into the search bar, type that out. Uh, today, I want to welcome Daniel. Daniel, welcome. Thanks, man. Good to be here. Man, it, it, it is awesome to have you on here. Uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, and, uh, and your background. Yeah, man. Um, my background actually is in throwing. Uh, I'm a professional Scottish Highland Games thrower. I'm a four-time world champion, six-time U.S. champion, um, uh, God's blessed me with a couple world records in it. Been able to do that professionally for a few years now. Uh, it's it's kind of a secondary job for my family. Uh, but what's great, man, is I got a wife. I got five boys at home, so we're a we're a we're a home full of testosterone, uh, wrestling, <laughs> fighting, and uh, <laughs> everything in between. Lots of broken furniture and, and walls and everything. Man, that is awesome. You said that's uh, that that's your secondary job, man. That, that that's. That's incredible. I don't even know how you would go about going and, and, and trying to do that professionally. That, that's, that's something. How did you yeah. end up uh, in that sport? Yeah, I was, uh, I was a thrower in college, so I was throwing the shot disc and hammer. And uh, I was staying up late one night, uh, I'm sure studying meticulously for <laughs> my tests. And uh, ESPN2 covered, a, um, covered an event called the Scottish Highland Games. And it really what it was, is was big guys in kilts throwing heavy stuff. Uh, and so I realized real quick, I was like, you know what? The Olympics are not going to be in my future. So I love to throw. I love to train. Let's, let's try this. So my wife and I are married. We moved down to a Kansas City area. I made a call to a guy and said, hey, can I try this out? And he said, sure. And, uh, man, I, I tried it. I fell in love with it. And I uh, was an amateur for three years. And then from there, I uh, turned pro and have been doing it as a, at the pro level for 10 years now. Oh wow, that that is incredible! You said that that is your uh, your secondary job. What do you? Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, day job? I sell uh, strength and exercise equipment. So uh, I am the Midwest rep for uh, Sornex, which is a strength and exercise equipment company. And uh, my territory is wide ranging, but uh, yeah, that's what I do, and it's it's awesome. God's given me a passion for for strength for uh, for training. Uh, so within. And whether that's my secondary job or my primary job, I get to do kind of where God has passionate me and, and given me gifts in. So it's been fun. Man, that is, that is absolutely incredible. Uh, just inspiring. Love hearing your story. Love hearing you give, uh, give credit to, to God through all your achievements and stuff. That, that, is, that, is, that is incredible. So what, is your, uh, what was your relationship like with your own dad? You know, kind of talk me a little bit through uh, what, what that looked like. Man, that's a great question, man. Matt, this is what's so cool. I, I appreciate that you're asking me to be on this podcast because the other interviews I do, it's always about uh, it's always about throwing. It's always about lifting. <laughs> it's about those things. And so you're really hitting on another passion in my life, and that's just fatherhood and, and being a man. And 
honestly, I, I couldn't ask for a better dad than the one I've got. And my dad's a pastor. My dad's been pastoring the same church for 34 years now. And man, I grew up in the church. So my dad, what's really cool is uh, my dad brought me to a lot of things. So I feel like, um, I feel like he taught, God taught me a lot of things through my dad just experiencing. So sometimes as a, as a preacher's kid, you got to go on a nursing home visit. So dad would just take me or my brother's with him. You know, I'm one of three boys and we would go on nursing home visits or somebody's in the hospital, maybe somebody's on their deathbed and he would take us just to be a part of that. And I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about um, just ministry and trying to be there for people. Um, I, I learned about mercy and compassion, which sometimes I struggle with, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, to me, things are very black and white, right and wrong. And uh, But it taught me a lot about compassion. It's, it's just really cool. My relationship with my dad is great. And uh, I didn't always see it at the time growing up. Like, doggone it, we got to go to another nursing home. <laughs> Why we got to go there, right? But it, I've learned a lot since then. And I've even, I've even asked my dad, now that we've moved back to, to uh, hometown, is Maybe start taking my boys with him on some of those visits. Uh, as my boys grow up, just going on a visit, learning how to interact with those in their 90s, and maybe they can't hear you, can't talk that well, or or on a nursing home. Just just those life lessons that I learned are pretty cool. Man, that that is incredible. I love hearing about the experience about how your dad, uh, you know, spent time with you, and you know that that's how you tell somebody that you love them is you invest time in them, and and, and I love hearing about that. Yeah. Uh, how has that relationship with your own dad affected you and your own children? Yeah. Oh, I think you're exactly right, man. It's that time aspect. And I think as, I think as dads, we get busy, right? We, we know we have to, we have to bring home the bacon and, you know, that's part of, part of Adam's curse. I always joke around that it's all Adam's fault. That I got to work. <laughs> uh, but part of the curse of man, you know, is that we have to work the field that we've got to work. And I think if we're not careful, sometimes we can sacrifice our family for that work. And so it's taught me to really value that. And that's partly why in terms of the Highland Games, man, I'm, this is my last year. I'm retiring after this year and uh, I'm coming up to a close and people are asking why. You still have a few more years left that you could be really competitive and uh, perhaps try to win more championships, whatever. But it becomes down like you talked about, it's that time aspect. I've got to focus my time and efforts on my, my boys, my wife, especially as my boys get older, those type of things. And, and that's one thing that dad taught me is and showed us is that how important time with your boys really is. Man, that, that is, that is awesome. I, I, I just, I, I love hearing and you can hear the passion in your voice about how much you enjoy spending time with your kids, especially, uh, you know, retiring from a sport that, that, you know, you're kind of built for, um, you know, that, that, that's yeah. incredible. Um, yeah. So what lessons did your dad teach you about parenting? Whew. Uh, he, <laughs> he taught us discipline, right? Uh, we're definitely to discipline, discipline our children, right or wrong. Uh, um, we spank. Uh, uh, spank my boys growing up, and that's <laughs> partly what we do. Uh, but he, he taught me in terms of raising a family is – is that time effort, but it's also just the focus on a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and you would say that maybe that's easy as a, as a pastor's kid. That's what you're going to be taught, and that's what you're going to be uh, instilled in you. But all we have to do is look at um, – we just look at families, right? Just because of your occupation doesn't mean that that's what your family is going to be focused on. Exactly. Uh, there's, there, are plenty of, there are plenty of people that are pastor's kids that, that uh, stray and go the wrong way. There are plenty of people that are – 
children of bankers that have horrible finances. You know what I mean? So uh, it's very true. It's exactly. Like just because that's your occupation doesn't always mean you focus on it at home. But my dad always focused on it at home. And that's what we were taught and raised. And then the big thing I think for us is my dad taught us that just we do something wrong. Not only do we disappoint mom and dad, but we disappoint the heavenly father. And even as a kid, I understood, okay, mom and dad are disappointed in me, but oh man, God's disappointed in me. This is rough. And it was something I've tried to, I try to instill in my voice too, is that it's not just a mom and dad thing. It's, it's a God thing. It's a relationship with, with our father. Man, that that is awesome. Uh, You said you had five boys. Uh, How old are your boys? Yeah, they're 10, eight, twins are five, and then a four-year-old. So soon to be, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so next week, so very soon it'll be 10, nine, six, six, and four. So, man, that, the, that, that uh, is incredible. We have a busy time. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Man, I believe I've got two girls. I've got a two-year-old girl and I've got a four-year-old girl. And uh, I, there's nothing better on the face of the planet. Nothing whatsoever. Oh, man. So what's it like being a dad of girls, man? Man, it, it is incredible. Um, you know, uh I was I got laughed at the other day, and uh, my my wife and my daughters were uh, painting their their fingernails, and so one of them came up and they're like, "Hey, Dad, can we paint your toenail?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, um," and they're like, "Please, Daddy," and and there's butterfly <laughs> eyes, and and so I'm like, "Okay, you can you can paint my big toenail." And, uh, you know, I, one of the things I do on the side of my day job is I actually do a uh, prison ministry. I go into uh, three oh, cool. different prisons and uh, the, the local one here. And then I go to uh, uh, Bowling Green and uh, Vandalia uh, here in Missouri. And like one of the really cool things is seeing like the, their change. And, and it's awesome to hear about some of their struggles and different things like that. But I was like, man, there's, there's no way I'm going to be able to walk into a level five maximum security prison with pink fingernails. <laughs> right. And so right. like it, it was just absolutely incredible. And, uh, but you know, uh, with girls is man, you know, like it, it's incredible. Just absolutely love them. And, uh, you know, that's actually one of the biggest reasons I started this podcast is I wanted to learn Definitely. from other men how to be, you know, a good dad. Cause I, you know, I didn't have that dad growing up. Uh, and, and we can talk, a little bit uh, later if you want about you know my story and stuff but but yeah like my my big goal my only goal is, is to be the the best dad I can be and then second off after that is I want to be able to help other people and awesome. so I kind of put two of my passions together and I'm like yeah let's do this that's way cool man <laughs> I appreciate it so how did watching your parents relationships how did that mold your own relationship with your wife Oh yeah. Um, I watching my parents, I mean, that's, that's a good question too, because I think that it comes down to the time and effort, right? It came down to dad putting in the effort, putting in the time with my mom and that relationship was very important. Right. And, uh, just the times my dad as a pastor would come home and just mentally, and as you know, in the, in the ministry, just mentally, emotionally exhausted. Right. Yeah. And my mom, and my mom, the way my mom is built, my dad knows this, is my mom loves to hear 
information. She wants to hear the story, but she wants to hear every detail. And <laughs> yeah. guys, as you know, are very like, yeah, it was a bad day or it was a tough day <laughs> or what happened. And so that, that he would actually, and my dad's not like this, but he would take the time and just tell my mom all the details, right? To explain everything to my mom. It was cool to see my dad ministering and not ministering to, but loving my mom in the way she likes to be loved. And that's quality time. And that's words of affirmation. And that's, that's the type of things that he would do for her. And we would see within that. And, and again, no females in our family, right? I'm one of three boys and I didn't have any uh, female cousins growing up till I was much older. So my, uh, my interaction with women was very limited, but uh, <laughs> seeing my dad love my mom and, and, uh, and cherish my mom helped form who, who I am and who I, the husband I try to be today. Man, that's incredible. I love how it seems like what you're saying, or at least how I'm hearing it, is that your your dad, instead of sitting here and going, man, I've had a busy day, I'm exhausted, uh, you know, emotionally and mentally, and, and I, I just feel beat up about the day, he understood what he his wife wanted. And yeah. in understanding what his wife wanted, you know, regardless of how he felt about it, you know, he might have thought it was the you know, craziest or silliest thing on the, on the face of this planet. But understanding and, and giving and providing a way and, and doing that, he showed her how much he loved her. Right. And he 100%. wanted to, you know, and that's one of the ways that it sounded like they spent a lot of time together, which, which is awesome. Yeah. And it was very important. My, 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 my mom stayed home with us boys. And so that was critical and that was huge. And uh, just my brothers and I and our forming of who we are today, but also just realizing how important it was family vacation was very important for our family too. We didn't take extravagant vacations. It was, uh, we always drove someplace, right? We always, but we went somewhere every summer to get my dad away to relax and for us to spend time as a family. And, and again, on a, uh, small church pastor's income. It wasn't always easy. And, and uh, but it was, it was cool to see how my parents did things. Like we had the same couch for, I think like 25 years. Right. But it was <laughs> things like my parents would say, well, we went on vacation. We went to South Dakota instead of getting a couch. The last yeah. I was like, Oh, well, South Dakota is way cooler than a new couch, you know? But uh, to, to see that and understand that as I got to get older, right. As we get older, we see these things from my parents that we never saw growing up. Yeah. We didn't understand. But now that we're dads, we understand that and we see why they do some of the things they do. And then you, you try to do those yourself, man, man, completely. And, and I think you bring up a, a really good point and, and I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, it, it sounds like you're, you're a busy man. You, you've got these, you know, multiple competitions that you're going in. And even though you're retiring here in a year, you know, you still have to, you know, one, keep your body in shape. You you know, do a whole bunch of lifting and different things like that. You've got, you know, your marriage, you've got your day job, you've got, five boys, which, I mean, I thought things were fun with two. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've got some catching up to do, but <laughs> yeah, how do you find time to completely devote to all of your sons, let alone spending time with each individual one to cherish their needs? <laughs> I know that's kind of a, a loaded question, but. <laughs> I wish I could say I do it successfully, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I do. I know that I've got to improve there and, and work on that. I, I think it's especially hard with the twins, honestly, because they're identical twins. And so wrongfully, sometimes we just assume they're always together. They're a package deal, right? 
Yeah. But you're right. They have individual needs. And so we've got to meet those individual needs. And Silas and Atticus are very different. Even though they're identical, they have, they're very different in terms of um, one of them likes to just snuggle love on you. And the other one just kind of wants to run around and jump and <laughs> do, do things with you. But the other one just wants to chill sometimes and just snuggle. And so, I mean, I think the way I try to do that is I try to assess and how I can do that with each boy. But you're right, man. It's tough. It's, it's hard. And how do we do all that? And I guess that's my question is how do we successfully, right? God's called us to be a good worker. He's called us to be, but he's called us to be a great husband. He's called us to be an incredible father. And I've got to, we've got to worry about the needs and essentially ministering to those we work with, but more importantly, those we, that we have at home with our wife and with our kids. And, and sometimes it's a little, I don't know about you, man, but sometimes it's a little, um, it's a little overwhelming, a little discouraging at times because you, you feel like you're, you can't do it all, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely understand. And, and I, I like what you said earlier about it, it's difficult to find the time to completely devote to, you know, your, your family and, and stuff. But that's also why you're laying down uh, some of the, your different activities and stuff. That's why you, you said you yeah. are retiring. And, you know, I, I think that definitely deserves respect. Uh, a lot of men would be like, Oh, you know, I, I've got to do this. You know, it's, you know, it's still putting money on the table and, 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 you know, food on the table and different things like that. But you understand. And I can, again, I can hear the passion in your voice that your wife and your kids are more important than that second little paycheck. And they're worth that. so much more than, than anything, you know, the popularity, you know, I, I originally first saw you on Spartan, the, t the TV show, uh, with a team yeah. of, I think it was five and, uh, you know, there's, you know, other races and different things like that, that you've, you've done. And, you know, the incredible thing is that you understand that even through all of that, even through, and I think you've got like 5,000 fans or something like that on Facebook, even through all of that, that your wife and your kids are so much more important than anything that this world that, you know, being famous, that being on TV, any of that. And that's yeah. something that, Unfortunately, in today's world, men try to take up, take on everything. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I definitely I want to say right. like respect to you for, for understanding that and, and placing your, your wife and your kids above you know, that pedestal that so many of us go and we're, we're looking at the, the materialistic part of the world. Mm. And that's what we're aiming for. And you're showing that your value and what you do value is your marriage yeah. And there's five boys. Yeah. And man, time goes fast, doesn't it? And, <laughs> you can uh, say that again. And my twins are uh, starting kindergarten this week. Right. So I'll have four of the five will be in school now. And so <laughs> I think that's been a part of it too, is to realize we can't do it all. Our, my family and my boys, they should, they take priority and we only have so short time. A passion of mine is, as a father of boys is to raise warriors, right? Is to raise warriors so that one day they can be the future leaders. That's one thing I pray for them is that they become leaders. I feel like a whole other topic for us, man, but I feel like our society is um, struggling for leadership, right? Yeah, and yeah. if we as men don't provide that leadership, they're going to find it someplace else, whether that's in the schools or the media especially. They're going to find that leadership somewhere. So I pray for my boys and I try to raise them up to be leaders and warriors of the future. 
But as I look, I'm like, my goodness, time is going so fast. I only have so much time to try and instill that with them. I mean, I know I don't always have that influence as a father, but you know what I mean, man? It's, it's a, it's a yeah. short time. <laughs> man. Yeah, I, I definitely hear you. And, and you know, the exact same thing for my girls and, and, uh, you know, what, what my wife and I are trying to sell in them, you know, ex especially in today's world, showing them that their value is, and, you know, yeah. not to get, uh, you know, overly religious because, you know, there's a lot of different people who listen to this podcast, but to show them that their, their value comes from Jesus. Yes. Their value does not come from the type of clothes that they wear, you know, the, yeah. the type of uh, men that they attract. Instead, their value comes from something that is a much bigger than much better than any guy on the face of this planet. And that's something that yeah. I'm trying to instill in my, my girls. So I definitely understand that, that leadership yeah, thing. Man. 100%, man. So what is the most important thing that you've learned about being a spouse? That we got to keep it going. <laughs> that uh, just because, you know, just because she says I do and you, you you're right off into the sunset. You know, <laughs> we all think it ends there, but it doesn't, right? The sun it's a long ride into that sunset, right? <laughs> so I think that's for us is just continue to to love her and to pursue her and to show her how much I love her and how much she I value her and what she does for us and what she means to us as a family. And, and uh, we're, men aren't always the best at it, right? We're not always the most continuing romantics and and such but uh that's that's the biggest thing i've learned and the thing that i i'm trying to work on all the time is trying to make sure that i show her that and i tell her that it definitely i and again i can definitely completely relate on that uh how long have you and your wife been married it's 13 years now congratulations so, yeah oh thanks man thanks how about you it's a it's an incredible ride. I will uh, in December. I will have been married for ten years. Awesome! So nice. she's put up with me for a, for a decade, and and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm loving every second of it. Hopefully, she is too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, you know, going back to the parenting thing, what is the most important thing that you've learned about being a parent? Ooh, <laughs> man, you got some tough questions now. Some thought-provoking ones man the, the the most important thing I've learned as a parent yeah the, what is the most important thing what is the, the the biggest piece of advice that you would give uh, yeah. another man or somebody who just had a child like what what's like what's the most important thing that you've learned about being a parent yeah I think that for me is again we same topic as, as usual but for me it's that relationship with Jesus Christ and so it's the ability for me as a parent as a dad to show show them in that in my life my relationship with God and how important that is to me uh, instill that within them and, and the things that we do whether that's uh, reading Bible stories together or if that's to, you know making sure we're at church uh, and but also not understanding too as a parent another big thing too is understand that uh, I can't rely on other people to instill the values and the things I want in my children. I need to example that. I have to instill that. That's through the way I walk. That's the way through the way I talk. That's through the way I act around them every day. Because as you know, as we see, they, uh, they copy us, you know? Yes. 
And every time as you're like, why well, you shouldn't say that was kind of mean or something like that. You're like, doggone, that, they kind of heard that from me. Or you shouldn't have an attitude like that when you know that 20 minutes earlier you had the same bad attitude, you know? So yeah, um, I think that's a big thing for me is the things I want to instill in my boys, which is relationship with God, which is strong leadership, which is being a defender of those who need defending and being, uh, being an example of being a, of someone else, example to someone else. Those things I have to instill in them. I can't, I can't expect other people to do it or the church to do it or the school to do it. That's got to come from me. And sometimes that means us doing things like stepping down from Highland Games or uh, even just, just not doing the stuff we want to do sometimes. So those, those are the big things for me, man. Man, I, I love this and this, you know, lead by example. And I think one of the, the problems with parenting today is that that we, we we have no problem telling our children what to do or what not to do. But when it comes to leading by example, there's it's far and few between. Yeah. Uh, in my personal opinion, the only way to ever, you know, as somebody once said, make America great again, is you start with the families. And that starts with yes. men leading their their families by example and, uh, you know, 100%. being present and, and the, the different things that you're doing. Uh, what do you see your purpose as when it comes to your family and why? My purpose is like you said, is be a leader. Um, God's was, God's kind of directed that to us as men is to be, to be leaders of our family. I need to be the spiritual leader within my family and, and with my wife is to be able to raise, raise these boys into strong men of God. And that is a huge responsibility, right? It's the greatest responsibility I will ever have, I believe, uh, aside from, of course, sharing the gospel with others, sharing the good news. But I mean, is raising these boys into strong men of God and to show them that. And so me as a, my responsibility is to provide spiritual leadership in my, in my home with my family, uh, that we are going to go to church. They will, we aren't going to say these things. We're not going to watch these things. We're not going to do these things. These are, these are how, McKim clan, uh, coming back from the Scottish roots, the McKim clan is going to act and uh, how we're going to respond to things and how we're going to live our lives. And uh, I'm so thankful. My wife is an awesome, awesome woman. And so the ability to work hand in hand with her to try and try and build these boys up, man, it's, it's a huge responsibility, but uh, it's no better job, right? <laughs> it didn't. You can say that again. And I, I, again, I love this idea of the, the teamwork that, uh, you know, you, you and your wife place on each other. It's not that, yeah. you know, it's just a husband's job. It's just a wife's job to raise our children. Right. But, you know, we have five boys. And instead of just one of us or the other one that, hey, we are a complete team. And I love this, this, uh, this visual and this attitude that we're a team. And then being a team that there's nothing that we can't overcome. Yeah, exactly, man. And I think that's, I think some guys today, man, they think if I bring home some money, that's, I did my role. I did my part. No, dude, that's, that's just a small part of your, of your, your role, right? I mean, they think that the wife does her thing, you do your thing and we're good. And the kids, I show up at the ball games. Well, that's not how it works, right? That's, that's not, that's not how it works. So it's got to, you're right. It's got to be a team. Um, it's got to be a strong team front. And cause man, I think it's just 
society is pulling kids so many bad directions. And if you're not unified at home with your spouse to combat that, man, that's, it's going to be tough. I don't know. Exactly. You know, if we, uh, if we want to, you know, be the best dads that we can be, we can't be, uh, an army of one and we can't expect an army of one to completely succeed and for our kids not to have the problems that they're currently facing. So I I definitely completely understand and, uh, and, and I'm right there with you on that. Uh, so here's a, uh, another little question for you just because I haven't asked near enough yet. Um, (laughs) what, what are you most proud of when it comes to parenthood? Like, what is it that, when you and your wife are talking about, you're just like, man, like that, that was a win. That's, that's where it's at. Um, I think for me, it's when my boys, when my boys are close and they, you know, they stick up for each other or they're supportive of each other. I think what's cool is just to see, um, and this is, this is where, um, gets a little <laughs> more emotional, I guess. Uh, but just seeing, just seeing my boys, right. So my youngest is Elias. And so he's, uh, he's four. And when he tries to do things that his big brothers can do, and he, he realistically can't just, just the little things in life, man, to see my boys cheer him on and to celebrate with him on stuff. And then he goes ballistic all because his older brothers went crazy for him. And he, <laughs> And that's what's cool is to see, uh, to see genuine care and concern for each other and support. Because I fear that as time goes on, my boys are going to be in the growing minority of how you should act, how you should respond to situations, and how you should live your life, right? If I instill in my boys a boldness and courage and to be a man – and to, and to be a leader, to be an example, to live a Christ-like life, they're going to be in a growing minority, I fear. And so if they have each other, then we're better off, right? Then it, it maybe it can make it a little bit better for them. So I guess that's my, my proudest moments. They're still young. they still got a lot of growing to do, and I've got a ton of growing to do. <laughs> but uh, it's just to see that there is a brotherly love within them that I want to, I want to foster and grow and develop. Um, cause, uh, you know, as they go on, they, they're always going to have each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, definitely a, a message that we could all benefit from. And, and I think the world could benefit from is that we're not in this little thing called life. We're not in this thing alone. Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter you know, what prejudices and, 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 uh, you know, stereotypes you throw on people is that we are all part of the human race. Uh, We're all trying to figure out what this thing of life is called. Now, if we unify, there's nothing that we cannot overcome. And and I love that about the, the, the statement that you just made. Yeah. So what is one thing that you want people to remember when they think of your family, when people are, you know, often they're talking and they're like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, Daniel's family is this, what, what is it that you want people to, to think of when, when they think of your name and they think of, of you and your family, what, what is the one thing you're like, Oh man, like this is what I want to leave. This is the legacy that I want uh, to leave. Man, 
you just want one, right? You don't want a bunch of things. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's hard. It's hard for me to narrow it down because I've got a lot of things I want, you know. But uh, I think ultimately, what I want to see and people say about our family is that uh, they love they love Jesus and they love other people. Uh, if those are love Jesus and love people. If that's what we can be known as through life, then man, all the other things kind of, kind of fit into place then. Cause those are the greatest things, right? The greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself, right? The second is to love, or sorry, the greatest is to love your Lord, your God. <laughs> sorry. I got number one and number two flip there. And the second greatest is to love your neighbor. And so if we can do that and we can be known as that, be good. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think that there would be a lot of problems that would fi- be fixed if uh, if people would have those uh, you know two things in mind. It's a, it's almost as if uh, uh, you know God knew what He was doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, a couple questions to to wrap up here. Uh, what are your future goals when it comes to the direction of your spouse and your children as they continue mm. to grow up? What is it that you want to continue to to nurture like where do you want your family to be in in five to ten years yeah I, I, that's a great question man is what i'd like to see my family is as my boys get older and, and in a school where uh you know they they go to public school and so i want them to be leaders leadership is a big aspect for me as you probably heard i say it a lot <laughs> but uh i want to instill in them to be leaders you know that doesn't mean they be student class president that doesn't mean they've got to do be team captain of everything like anything like that. I, I don't care. That's many times that's just popularity vote. I want them to be good leaders in the way they act and the way they speak, especially within our school systems, right? So if if we continue to keep them in public school, I know there's a lot of thoughts between that of homeschooling and public schooling. We feel that God has them in public school for now. And so wherever they're at, I want them to be leaders. I want them to be an example to other people. We, we pray about it and many times uh, at night, night prayers with the boys and it just over them is that I pray that they're good leaders and that they're good examples uh, to other people. And they can even be, my boys can even be even examples to their teachers, right? Yeah. There's nothing we can, we as a society can be examples. We as employees, I can be an example to my boss, right? I can be an example to those I meet. And that's my biggest thing for them is I want them as boys to be examples to other people and be strong leaders. And I want us as a family with my wife, Natalie and myself and our boys to hopefully be a good example and a good leadership to other families, other people. Now that doesn't mean we're going to mess up, right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. make stupid. I'm going to a knucklehead. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'm going to do stupid things, say wrong things, do wrong things. But uh, that's my big thing, man, is if we can, if we can lead others, then that's, that's a good thing. You know, it's funny. I was just talking to the, uh, the, the, the guys at the uh, prison ministry that I, uh, I help out at, you know, this exact same thing that people are constantly watching you. And this was in uh, Bowling Green. It's in, you know, it's a level five maximum security prison. And I said, one of the greatest things that we, we, we never take the time to notice is that people are watching us. They're watching our example. Yeah. So you, even as an offender, even, even as somebody who's committed a crime, whatever that may be, there are people watching you. And you have the opportunity to sit here and, and, and to do something awesome with that time. And, yeah. you know, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're doing the time and, you know, you can sit here and you can look at that as, oh man, like I'm, I'm a complete screw up. 
which, you know, is what a lot of people seem to do today is, man, I'm a, I'm a screw up. And I said, or you can look at that as an opportunity to make a difference because the wing that you're in, not everyone in here are Christians. Not everyone in here has a great example to follow. And so each one of you guys can take your talents and your gifts and go out and, you know, the, the exact same idea of, you know, be leaders and, and be, you know, productive people making small steps in the right direction. So I yeah, definitely man. can understand. And, and uh, I think that's an awesome point to make, especially with your family. Yeah. So what additional parenting or marriage advice would you give anyone that's listening? Mm. Parenting and, and marriage advice. Well, parenting wise, I would, I would, to me, it all comes back to, back to relationship with God, right? Okay. It's, it's gotta, it's gotta be that. That's for me is, is if, if my relationship with, with God is in a good place and I'm being obedient, my marriage is in a, is in a much better place. My relationship with my wife is in a much better place. But my relationship with God is in a better place. Same thing goes with my children. If my relationship is, is in stride with God and, and we're cooking and I'm reading my Bible, I'm, I'm praying, I'm seeking his face and direction and leadership in my life, I can better example leadership in the life of, of my family. And so the greatest thing I can always tell them is, man, make sure your relationship with God is, is, uh, is on point and that you're seeking his face so that you can seek uh, the greatest, the great leadership you need within your family. Awesome. And it's amazing how that kind of trickles down when you got oh, yeah. things in line and, and uh, how when, when you've got things in their proper order how things can improve in your life. I absolutely love that. Uh, so uh, wrapping up here, um, how can people get in contact with you if they want to learn more about you or how can people connect with you? I know you said you had a, a sure. business type of thing that you're doing. So what's the best way to get a hold of you or uh, yeah. get in contact with you? Yeah, man. Uh, my website is believethrower.com. Uh, I've got stuff about me from being a dad to, to throwing, you know, and everything. It's mostly my throwing site, uh, but I've got a great True Victory page. You want to check, check out the True Victory page on there, but there's information about me uh, and on there. I've got a few books that I've written, uh, mostly all throwing. I've got a throwing book, a training book, and then, of course, uh, just a fun book about being a big guy. It's called Heavy Confessions. And so that's it's just some different ways. I'm on, I'm on Facebook. Uh, as you stated, I'm on Instagram and YouTube, um, as well as Twitter. So definitely feel free to reach out to me. Um, God opened some doors, uh, to speak, do some more speaking engagements. So, um, yeah, I would love to see anybody out there or feel free to reach out to me in any, any one of those avenues. Man, that is awesome. Man, I, I appreciate you being uh, here and uh, allowing me to interview you about you and, uh, and your family and, and pick your brain a little bit. Oh, man. It's an honor, man. I love talking about this stuff, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.